Can technology be used to find solutions to the biggest challenges we face? Welcome to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin, and with us is IBM's Daniel Crook, Chief Technology Officer of Call for Code. Thanks for taking the time, Daniel. Great, thanks for having me, Fred. Well, this year, IBM and its partners initiated the fourth annual Call for Code Global Challenge with a focus on climate change. And now you've announced the winner. So tell us about this. Sure, so Call for Code is a global challenge with a yearly competition. And it, it inspires developers to create technology solutions to the world's greatest challenges. So in this year's competition, we focused on climate change and in particular, three United Nations Sustainable Development Goals as sub-themes under that umbrella. Uh, clean water and sanitation, zero hunger, and responsible production and green consumption. So we've just recognized five global finalists, each taking on one of those issues from around the world and announced the winner at the Global Challenge Awards event. Well, you wanna give us some more information about some of the finalists and, and the winner? Sure, so this year's winner is Softwater. They're a set of students from India, each affected by groundwater issues that uh, affected their family with arsenic poisoning or other aspects of um, dirty water. And this is an issue that affects 2 billion people worldwide. So what they created was a sensor that can be attached to water pumps to assess water for any sort of dangerous uh, impacts on health that it could have and also suggest solutions such as boiling it or treating it. And it's accessible in that it can issue SMS alerts, uh, smartphones like uh, feature phones like that are ubiquitous around the world. So tapping into that infrastructure, connecting hardware with analytic software in the cloud and giving issue and information to people affected by the issue uh, is pretty, pretty important. So they're the top winner. We also recognize four other finalists one solution was from the Agricultural Bank of China, connecting farmers with consumers, making the best use of land, available arable land. Third place focused on e-waste consumption. So how do you successfully and properly dispose of all the electronics that are just sprouting up everywhere in today's world, particularly as everybody's working from home with new components? How do you collect and dispose of that properly? And then the final two teams come from Australia, and they focus on how you can best make use of what's in your pantry and your kitchen, making sure that you're not wasting food. Um, and then the other solution, a browser extension. So when you're doing online shopping, you're making the best choice possible about where to buy your products based on their history of sustainability and issues such as uh, their labor supply chain. Now, I understand that the winning team receives support from IBM, the Linux Foundation and, and other partners in addition to a cash prize of $200,000, does that mean that they'll be have what they need or to be able to bring this to reality, to deploy it? That's right. So what sets Call for Code apart from other competitions, other tech for good initiatives, is that we don't just provide that cash prize and a pat on the back and everybody goes home happy. What we do is that this is really just the beginning. We'll work with Softwater we will bring together some IBM volunteers from around the world who are experts in software, hardware, user experience, branding, bring those together with our ecosystem of partners like the Nature Conservancy in India to help refine and improve what this team has built to make sure that it becomes more secure, more scalable, that it is focusing on very specific issues, maybe for a specific part of India, such as near Chennai, 
where there's certain types of groundwater issues that may not affect other parts of India or other parts of South Asia. We'll deploy their solution, we'll improve it, and we'll get them to a spot where they're sustainable either as a startup or that this community around this technology has grown to a point and had enough partners that it can live on and continue to make an impact in India and uh, elsewhere in the emerging world uh, on this issue that affects 2 billion developers, uh, uh, people worldwide. Now, I was going to say that uh, it sounds like a, a solution that could be useful well beyond India, their borders. That's right. So we recognize regional winners each year, and we recognize a university winner. And those tend to be solutions that maybe are a little bit more limited to a particular region uh, that has different issues around. For example, they don't have a nationwide 911 system, or they don't have a nationwide earthquake early warning system. So we have regional winners. With these global finalists, these are solutions that have the potential to have a worldwide impact. So even though they start with a local issue, we want to make sure that they've got a vision as to where how to scale this to other areas. And so in earlier years, for example, we had a solution from Project OWL. They created an emergency mesh network based on their experience observing what happened in Puerto Rico with Hurricane Maria and said, we can create an emergency mesh network that's cheap and easy to deploy, maybe only provides 1% connectivity um, and just enough to send some emergency messages over a network. And, and so they took the solution inspired by that situation. And it is something that can be taken around the world. And in fact, is being tested in lots of different areas that have different topographies, but maybe they can have this solution. Um, they can get the solar powered version of it. Uh, it can tie into local communications networks. And so that local impact together with a global vision is really what makes the call for code solution um, one of the top ones. Really terrific. Uh, tell us a little bit more about Call for Code and uh, how people can get involved, who can get involved. Yeah, so when we launched Call for Code, we had a focus on developers and using IBM technology to take on these important issues from our partners, such as the United Nations. But what we discovered was you don't have to be technical. You don't have to be a software developer with cutting edge skills right now. It takes a whole set of diverse skills to be successful in the competition. So the second year's global challenge winner, Prometeo, created a sensor for monitoring the exposure of wildlands firefighters to carbon monoxide, nitrogen dioxide, and monitoring that in a dashboard. So a developer could create that solution, but knowing the problem to solve required having skills on that team from the firefighter that was there, from the nurse, and from uh, the data scientist who can make sense of the data. So anybody can take part in Call for Code, whether, whether you're technical or not. And we do have initiatives going on uh, around the year in addition to the global challenge each year. So if you're interested in solutions for frontline workers in our challenge with Samsung, a short-term competition we're running right now, you can do that. You can learn about new technologies, new skills by looking at the existing solutions, or you can provide your own expertise and adapt them for your own community. And so if you go to call for code, I'm sorry, ibm.com slash call for code, you'll learn about these top solutions this year, the previous ones, and any news that's coming up around other things that you can be part of. Really terrific. The website again is ibm.com slash call for code. Daniel Crook, thank you for taking the time with us. Great. Thanks for having me, Fred. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. And that's just what the folks at Seacrane have done. 
Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.